We're Neat Cheeks, and if you like Shark Tank, you'll like this, according to Mike and Tony. Roll it. Boom. Uh, I started the podcast with, I grabbed everything in the fridge just before we began. Episode 51, last week was crazy down here. Yes. We had like a million people in the basement. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a a damn good time. Now we are plugging on into our second year, Mike. I'm happy to be doing so. Uh, Many thank yous to you. You know what we should do too is we should just thank everybody who's downloading this. Yeah. If you're listening to this right now, we (laughs) we love you more than you have any idea. Um, We're just grateful because if people weren't downloading this, we couldn't. We probably, I mean, we'd probably still, still do be it. doing it. We'd still be doing it, forcing <laughs> our family members to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all our family members have trailed off now. No Did you guys more. listen to the latest podcast? You guys listen to it? Yeah, here, it's right here. It's yeah, right yeah, here. No, yeah. put, no, 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 let me put it on your computer. <laughs> Come on. No, no, but uh, we, we are very thankful. Um, we appreciate we appreciate WROM Radio, too. A lot of you are listening through them, yep. uh, through internet radio, which is uh, a whole new deal. Landline radio is going seems like it's going out the door. Wayside, I feel yeah. like it's going to hang on for like a million years, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to progress. But with the good. introduction, dude, of Wi-Fi and cars now and everything like exactly. that, I mean, what do you need a radio exactly. for in your car now? You can just download and stream. and You can tap into the internet. Satellite, too. I mean, it's, it's regular radio. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like video killed the radio star. Yeah, totally, man. It's exactly, it's reality. Uh, that is the voice, of course, of uh, my brother Dom, who is with us yet again. I think he's been on, I don't know, five episodes or something like that. He was my fill-in one time. Yeah, filled in for Mike one time. Indeed, yes, sir. sir. Yes, sir. Well, thanks for coming, buddy. Glad good to, to be back. Good to see you. I'm glad I have a podcast. I can uh, drag your ass over here all the time. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's converted from a have you listened to, okay, you're on it now. No. <laughs> yeah, all right. Dom's his brother, and I see Tony more than Dom does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We need to work on that. I believe it. I know. We are. It's in the process. Mm-hmm. We're doing all kinds of stuff. Got a family Google calendar we're working out. <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. Get everybody on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly me and Dom, I think. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, we have a very cool guest today. Uh, a good buddy who I met uh, when I was running audio and performing at the Cheeseman Park Art Fest. Right. Uh, Jeff Deutsch is with us today, man. Welcome to the show, dude. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate you coming. Uh, and uh, you brought your guitar too. Maybe play a little music for I us. I brought today. my guitar. I brought some uh, music. Yeah, well, let's start with just talking a little bit about what you do because um, when I met you, I thought what you did was just you're just a, an acoustic guitar player and you play with other people and, and that's sort of what you do. But uh, the onion peeled back many layers as uh, I read through your bio uh, and you do a lot of cool stuff. So why don't you talk about music for you and, and what all you do? Um, well, I've been doing it for quite some time. Um, if we go way back, um, I took a few uh, guitar lessons from the um, famous uh, Randy Rhodes it used to be with uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Damn cool. So um, Jeez. the story behind that was my uh, sister dragged me. She said, you know, you got to come and play guitar from this, this guy. He's going to be uh, famous someday. And I, I didn't, I really wasn't sure if uh, I believed it or not. But I said, you know, <laughs> what can I lose? You know, so <laughs> you know, I, I, so I went down there and I, I saw uh, Randy and uh, he, he gave me a couple lessons. And unfortunately for me, I was just starting out to play guitar. So we were just doing the basic stuff like, the, okay, here's a C chord, here's a D chord, here's an E chord. <laughs> and, uh, but I really wanted to to do what he was his shredding style because he was just so amazing as as a guitar player and so um 
I took a couple, you know, lessons from him. Um, I did a lot of other things. Like I uh, studied music um, in college. I was a music major at Cal State Long Beach. And, uh, are yeah. you from California? Originally? I'm from California, yeah. Wow, cool. Me too. Oh, cool. Which part of uh, Not as cool as where you're from. I'm from Fresno. Fresno, okay. California. Yeah. Yeah, cool. As no. is my brother over here. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, Madeira. Madeira. Yeah. Bad town. The wood. <laughs> and once again, yeah. I'm outnumbered. <laughs> again. Oh, no. oh, yeah. I like to keep it that way. <laughs> keep it that way. I see some other Californians there. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, where are you, are you from? Long Beach? Or? I'm from um, I, San Fernando Valley. I grew up in, the, okay. in the San Fernando cool. Valley. I, I guess a valley dude, if you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you too? Yep. San, Juan, San, San Joaquin, Joaquin Valley. Valley. Yeah. All the way. Very yep. cool. Fog in the winters, and everything's gray all the time, except for the stuff that's red. Yep. That would be the gangsters. Gangsters are always Shout in out season. To the gang- yeah, <laughs> they don't take a day off. Um, well, that's cool, man. So you're from California. I've been yeah. doing music a long time. It's always been a, a big part of your life. I think yeah. that's super cool. Um, and then you said Cal State Berkeley. So that's, or, that's Long Beach. Sorry. Long Beach. Long Beach. Oh, Long Beach. So yeah, sorry. Yeah, and I also went to a Musicians Institute in Hollywood. You know, they one year they have a program for like guitar or for voice or for bass or for percussion. So I did that as well for oh, one year. So geez. I really uh, was serious about that way. I mean, some people say that maybe it's better you know not having to study and you know pay the money and all that you know but i just felt that's what i wanted to do and my parents wanted to maybe say oh you should go into business you should do this and that of course of course (laughs) course. i gotta do music you know (laughs) yeah no i I can understand i my i'm I'm of the the belief that um it's a combination that's important being able to because i was sort of was on the i like i studied uh, in school music a lot when i was growing what is with the way i'm talking today it's like my words are all backwards and shit (laughs) no star wars star wars comes out in a month you're talking like yoda (laughs) (laughs) that's what it is to that or friday the 13th oh no no it is friday the 13th yeah thanks what have you done now you sent us into a downward spot no i'm just kidding (laughs) no but i studied music in school i grew up i started playing recorder in third grade or something like that and then moved on to clarinet and i played clarinet all up and through high school and and uh then i stopped and i started playing guitar and i started playing by guitar by ear i never like i I mean i could if i really worked at it but i never worked at like learning to read music and and play guitar and i think it's important i think that foundation i got when i was younger was crucial when i was older and then i got a lot more free and crazy and everything but i still had that underlying structure you know yeah that, that i learned and i think that's i think that's ideal but you never know you see people who don't study it on there amazing amazing yeah yeah there's a lot of players like that that are really good yeah but i think it's important like you said having a, a good ear because that, that totally makes such a difference i mean like if you want to learn a song if you could you can just pick it up by ear you just go on youtube or something and then boom and you know there it yeah. is if you have yeah. a good ear you know you pick it up so. yeah and we've talked about that i had a shitty ear when i started man oh. um i don't know how your ear is and it's funny most time when i talk to musicians most of the time people who are out there doing music they sort of had an ear to begin with and when i say have an ear i mean like you can hear a pitch and then you can sing it and match it okay. like because that's a genetic thing like yeah. sometimes people just are born without that and i was born without that shit yeah. and i was singing for a long time it was weird because i could play in band but it was easy because it was mathematical as long as my fingers were in the right position mm-hmm. i was going to play the correct note exactly. the instrument's tuned i don't have to worry about that yeah. um, i just because i was reading the music but when i started playing by ear i would sing and i wouldn't even understand that i wasn't singing in key oh, and i had a uh, my best friend's mom was really cool she was a choir teacher and she was the one who kind of Gave me some direction, pointed me in the right direction, sent me down with the piano. I've told this story on the podcast before. Um, I don't know why I'm 
This, this show's not about me, Jeff. No, I think it's interesting. It's a passionate topic. It is. It is a passionate topic. Yeah. I studied for. I worked really hard to develop an ear. Is where I was going with all that, and so. Yeah. Over time, you can you can develop it. But how was yours? I mean, do, were you able to just from the start, from the time you were a kid? I don't think I was from the start, but when I started taking classes in college, um, we did like um, different like uh, different tones where you had like kind of like you know here's a uh, you know a second or a perfect fourth oh, or fifth. Yeah, right. So that way you can kind of identify you know from that first pitch to the other pitch that you're you're going to. So uh, that seemed to help a lot because when I start you know picking the guitar now, and if I'm just you know playing, it's easier just to kind of just to jam or find that that spot to play in key yeah. uh, for the most part. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have both, though. I think it's good to have that ability to be able to read music. And so in high school and everything, did you um, yeah. play, play the guitar and everything like that? Too? Yeah. You in band and all that? Everything? I was, yeah, I was in band. Okay. And, um, I think the first good experience is we had a talent show, and we had like about like 10 of us, and we were played a song uh, by the Pretenders. Okay. Cool. And then we, we won the talent show. It was, it was just a very exciting moment, I yeah. think, in high school. Just <laughs> nice. To, you know, just to, to get up there and play. You uh-huh. know? And there was another guy, he was doing a Lionel Richie song, and he worked so hard. He made make it like a video. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we ended up winning at the end. It was just it was a really good feeling in high school. Nice. You know, Got a taste like, of it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Forever hooked after <laughs> Did that. Did you play in high school? too or did you uh i started playing guitar at 15 so i was in high school when i first picked up a guitar and started messing around with it yeah i had some bands again we talked about on the podcast they were not good they were not good and i certainly wasn't contributing in any sort of positive way i was a drummer when i started i started playing drums and at the same time i started getting interested in guitar started teaching myself fell in love with pearl jam and started writing songs when i learned two chords and couldn't sing in key so thank god i didn't have the recording equipment back then that i have now because wouldn't want to put that out it's quite it's come a long way you know like like you're talking about like logic and things like that yeah and that's what's neat about you man is that you do i was listening to some stuff that mike was playing for me earlier and uh it's totally different than what i heard at cheeseman park um cheeseman park you have the uh mile high acoustic duo right that's right um which is what you guys did and do you guys do all covers do you do some originals we do all covers and i was kind of thinking why don't we do originals too you know yeah (laughs) but we just yeah mostly cover songs yeah yeah well and sometimes too the people who i that i've known that have played tons and tons of covers become the best songwriters man because you're tapping into something these the songs you're learning to play are already having success people are liking them and it's getting spread around and you learn over and over and over it's I don't even know that it's always conscious. It's just a subconscious you sort of pick up the patterns and yeah. the changes. And it's a really good thing too because then you just know the chords and what they're kind of doing and you mm-hmm. know, what they're doing for the chorus part, what's going on on the bridge. So, so yeah, I totally I agree with that. Yeah, I totally. You know, yeah. The more songs that we learn, then you know, you pick up new things that really help to write new songs. For sure. And so obviously you write because I've been listening to a lot of your stuff. Do you yeah. write lyrics and stuff like that? I too? don't write lyrics. I've, oh. I've been trying to find a lyricist and it's been really a really difficult time for me to find. And I, I can write lyrics but you know and they're <laughs> they ain't gonna come out that good you know <laughs> like oh what <laughs> so um i work with different people like i'm gonna play you uh, one song of this one uh, lyricist um uh, in california that and then we kind of do some things but it's been hard trying to find some somebody to, to work with and to get uh, lyrics going so the stuff that you heard was more uh, instrumental because i was trying to like, go for like film and tv right so right. so yeah so i was trying to write stuff that's maybe more electronic sounding or maybe dance or something in that genre that could kind of uh, get some interest and so um i found one guy on, on the internet and he was t- talking a lot about like you know how you can you know rewrite music you can get on film and tv which is a great avenue to get your music out there you know because the 
nowadays, if you're trying to be a, the next, uh, I don't know, Miley Cyrus, the next, <laughs> whoever you're going to be, it's, it's really difficult. So, but yeah. if, you, if you get it out there for film and TV, there's, there could be a, some more opportunities. A lot more opportunities, I think, yeah. too. Yeah. No, it's very cool. We were talking about that before. Yeah. Was, I'm a dad. I got three kids. And that's kind of, that would be a very cool direction to go. The other thing I really like about like film scoring and, and jingle writing and that kind of stuff is that I feel like. For years, I took a lo- it took me a long time to figure out who the hell I was on stage. Like, what am I doing exactly? Because I write songs like all sorts of different styles. And I sort of just recently, in the recent years, started kind of honing in on this sort of acoustic reggae yeah. stuff that's real close to my heart. You know, yeah. Bob Marley, even Jack Johnson and stuff like that's that. Cool, yeah. And I realized, but I started realizing, I didn't even realize how narrow kind of I had gotten, which is just sort of something that has to happen. I mean, you have to have an identity to a certain extent. Right. But when messing around with movies and stuff, because I'm doing a movie right now like we were talking about and it's like wide open like I can do anything like there's none and hearing your music was really cool for me man because that's the thing that people get surprised too and if like my you know very few people have heard the stuff I'm working on for the movie I've heard yeah all of your stuff yeah I think you've heard all of it definitely I'm gonna send you some Dom my brother didn't know I was even working on a movie (laughs) so (laughs) we were talking about it before the podcast like good lord we need to see each other more ridiculous (laughs) but no exactly what he was saying it's just like um Tony had sent me some of the music that he's done for jingles, some of the music he's done for the movie and stuff like that. And you listen to it, I'm like, dude, that's that's not even close to what you do. Because Tony does, you know, he does the acoustic reggae style music, you know, and the singer-songwriter um, style and just the stuff that she's able to do with these programs. Like you were saying, the technology nowadays with the, the, the pro logic and everything like that. He was just like, I'm like, damn, I didn't know Tony knew how to play that instrument. You know, he was just like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, and film scoring has changed too because of it. You know what I mean? You, people have so much at their disposal. And kind of depending on what sort of movie you're working on, if you're working on like a smaller indie and stuff, a lot of times you're going to do everything like that. You may record a few instruments and a few things here, yeah. but back in the day, you know, and, and certainly still the, the very very large budget movies yeah. they've literally got the orchestra and the conductor standing there with the big screen with the movie and they're pausing it and rewinding it let's try that again different and they're rewriting parts as they do it and mm-hmm. that's so crazy to me i can't yeah. even imagine it's a it's a whole nother world yeah but no the stuff that you were doing the, the electronic stuff we were talking before um on your, on your website you're at the jeffdeutschmusic.com yeah. um metamorphosis that was the one i was listening to and i, keep on, I kept dope. on going back and that was a really nice yeah. one and like i we've said this on the podcast before and uh, i'm a big edm fan and that just that's to me that's not a, like something i would listen to that i would cool. that would buy you know back in the day you know when i used to get the cds and stuff like that and go to go to like angelo's and everything like that that's something that be something up my alley it, it sounded great and i love too and i know a lot of stuff you're probably looking for vocalists and people yeah. sing and stuff like that but so much of it man like that kind of music in particular like i love that stuff and i'm not nearly in, as into it as mike or as knowledgeable yeah um but i love that kind of music where there's no lyrics for different things that i'm doing like a lot of times i just like to have music in the background whether i'm running or exercising or something like that yeah. and i don't like the lyrics because it takes my brain somewhere and i want my mind just to, you know go wherever i want it to go so i think that stuff is really cool man i'm into it i haven't i've never I've recently been playing around with writing stuff, but it's hard to get my head out of the songwriting thing yeah. and just go, this is just a nice cool beat. I keep verse chorus. Here's the change. Here's the break, you know, and doing yeah. stuff like that with it. Um, I think with like, um, you know, logic, you know, you could just like drag like a, a loop totally. or, or something, you know, totally. you got that beat. <laughs> and nowadays they have so many different keyboard sounds on there that you yeah. can, you know, you can really do things that you maybe not wouldn't normally do. And that really, 
you know, exactly. really kind of stretch the limit of what, you know, what, you, what you're capable. And that's kind of what I did when I was some of those recordings because I just, you know, I kind of go with it because, you know, when you start, you get a drum beat or something, yeah. you start with that beat and then you start to just develop and you just enhance it with a keyboard or oh. part or something. And, you know, you know, just, yeah. you know. Yeah, man, I totally get it. Man, I, do you think we can play that song real quick? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, let's go for it. Right. That's, a, that's a good looking, that's a good sound when we got it set up and everything That's a before. good looking song. Good looking song. <laughs> <laughs> so this one um, is uh, Sahara Martinez. Uh, she's uh, the one that wrote the lyrics on this song. Uh -huh. And then, um, so we re recorded this in uh, California. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll play a little bit of it there. nice that is yeah, nice thanks. dude totally different than what i heard at Cheeseman park <laughs> completely <laughs> different well yeah i guess like you said you get yeah um, as a songwriter you got to really be versatile and then you know the more different styles that you could play mm -hmm. the more chances that you're going to have and have to be successful yeah 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 for what sure kind of, brother so, so okay i'm going to go off a little not necessarily off talking but yeah. your acoustic you the guitar and everything what got you interested in that kind of style I, I like a lot of styles. Okay. I mean, I mean there's there's many different styles of music that I like. Mm -hmm. So I, mean, I like a lot of pop. I like a lot of you know dance music. Um, I guess like if you came to see like, like you know like Tony said, just playing acoustic guitar, you look like oh you look, you just play acoustic. You know what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, playing something else. But I just um, I just I think probably like you were mentioning before, just it's just the beat and there's maybe just the energy and the different yeah. feels and yep. the, the different things that you can add. And I, I just like a lot of uh, a lot of pop stuff, like you know different uh, melodies and okay. even though it's kind of on on the a more basic side of this, this, uh, the music compared to other styles, I still I, I still like. You know, that kind of music. You just got just gravitate towards those kind of styles. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's true. Like with EDM or any kind of like like trance and stuff like that. For me, like I can be in a shitty ass mood. Right. But the minute I put that stuff on, bam, your mood just changes. Mood and you're change. just like, oh, that's good. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's why music's amazing, man. So cheers to you for putting your music out there and for doing it because it is. It's a way to to uh, bring emotion out in people. 
and I think that's pretty dope. Was that scary, kind of trying to do something different from like this, the the acoustic stuff and and venturing out? I've been doing music like this for so long, so it's really hard to say. Because I mean, coming from like you know, style of Randy Rose, where you got like Uh yeah, Yeah. trying to shred it, (laughs) which is totally different than this. Very different than what we just heard. I'm sure a lot of people hear that and say, "How can you like you know pop kind of stuff if you like metal or something shredding kind of music?" You know, but um, I don't. I just it's hard hard to say. I just. I just like all that kind of music. That's I just nice. really, really like that. You know, I just, just part of who I am. You know, <laughs> it is a trip when you have so much at your fingertips. You yeah, know? and what I like about it too, because I've, I've, like I said, I've never been really huge into into EDM techno, any kind of electronic music for the most part. I mean, I had stuff I liked. I guess the closest I really got was uh, Radiohead, like OK Computer and stuff like that. Yeah. I was really digging that, uh-huh. um, and I guess some Daft Punk, like we talked about before yeah, too. Yeah. Um, but when I started messing around with you know Logic Pro and seeing like, wow, I started to appreciate all the different textures. You know what yeah, I mean? Like uh-huh. so much of it's synthesized, but it doesn't mean it's bad. It's such a trippy thing. Yeah, because yeah. I think I guess I had that stuck in my head. You know, I grew up with the, you know Nirvana unplugged, and you know it was stripped down and acoustic, and you know stuff. Like, a lot of yeah. stuff, you know it was becoming the thing. It, it slowly became a huge thing, and yeah. now acoustics way bigger than it ever oh, was yeah. in like '88. Like who was playing a fucking acoustic guitar in 1988? Right. Yeah. yeah. God bless they were that playing, guy. They were playing ge- <laughs> the the keyboard uh, keyboard guitars yeah. in '88. <laughs> what are those called? What are, I don't even know what those are called. Is there yeah, a name for them? The keyboard. You know what I'm talking about. I know yeah. what you're talking about. It's shaped like a guitar and a keyboard mixed yeah. together. I don't know what the fuck that is. I've seen them in, at like Toys R Us. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure. It's I was right. just watching. It was um, Oingo Boingo, and then oh, had one yes. keyboard player, and he had it up like this, and he's playing like that. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's funny. Um, no, but it, but it, I've learned to appreciate it now. Now that I have access to that stuff, I think it's it's neat because you, because of the, exactly what we're talking about. You can the emotions you can pull out. It's like whoa! Like I have so much at my disposal now. Yeah, exactly. And with a guitar and a voice, it's cool too. Because or even just a guitar, because you have to really focus on what you're doing. Because that one thing has got to be powerful. It's got to be a really nice, strong melody. Yeah. Because it doesn't have any of the fluff. It's exactly. everything stripped right out of it. And so that I think that's why I'm a fan of writing with the guitar or the piano yeah. and then. Sitting down and going, okay, what can we do with this thing? Yeah, you know? which is fun too. But you were talking about also starting beats yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. where you'll just get something and then you just start layering and building exactly. on it. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. And I mean, plus you know, if you're going through like Logic, there's so many different sounds. You can, I'm sure you know, you sit there for hours <laughs> easily. Look at this sound, this sound. <laughs> I <laughs> <You> know, know <laughs> man. You know, so it's just, it's kind of cool when you can pick a sound, and then you could just layer it on top of like with the drums or something else, and then you throw the guitar in there or something. Yeah, yeah. So, so oh, yeah, go ahead. no, you go. I was gonna say, um, or I was gonna ask. You yeah. Know, have you have you noticed, um, you know, a, a different way of building a song just dependent on the genre that you're going after? A different way. Well, I mean, I think like a lot of songwriters. I mean, there's different ways. Like you could start with the, you know the lyrics, or you could start with the music. Um, I could just start doing a riff, just just playing some kind of cool. He's like, that's that seems pretty cool, mm-hmm. and just come up with an idea. And that's a great way to start a song because if you got that little riff idea going, that's like a hook, so that can really yeah. help you catch the really catchy in a song. So you can get that going, or maybe even like a bass line, or not just on the guitar, you lay down just like kind of like slapping and kind of popping the sound on the bass because I, I really like you know the funk kind of pop sound like that as well. Mm-hmm. So you can do it that way, um, trying different voicings on the guitars because there's like many ways to play one chord you, you know you play it on the low end of the neck or you could play it you know higher up um and then that's another way to really change it up to get a different sound you know 
So I, I kind of do. So what are you saying? He does. He does whatever the fuck he feels like. He's a yeah. gangster. Yeah, because <laughs> it's gangsta. like you know, whatever whatever inspires him is, is kind of what he yeah. sounds like, and then he just kind of builds on top of that. Yeah, I'm the same way too. And it's funny because you hear interviews a lot where you'll you'll hear songwriters talking about, oh, this is sort of my methodology. And there's there's some out there that have a very exact process that they yeah. do every single time. But I'm definitely with you. Like yeah. sometimes I'm goofing around on a piano. Sometimes I didn't even know I was going to write a song. Like I'm just messing around or something. And then you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And you take it and then you build something on it. And you, yeah. Or sometimes I sit, I come up with lyrics first. Sometimes it's a melody. Oh, exactly. Sometimes it's chord progression. Yeah. Yeah, it can be a it can be a lot of things. That's the best way because then you just change it up and you just never know what you're going to come up with. I think that helps too know? because yeah. I I would say your music and my music too more so than I see most of the time. There's a wider variety and like yeah. what, like we're talking about. I mean, the song we just heard, yeah. what I heard you play at Cheeseman Park, totally and then right. your stuff, your EDM stuff. Is that what yeah. you're calling it, Mike? Yeah. What does EDM stand for, by the way? Electronic dance music. Oh, learning <laughs> shit on the show. <laughs> <laughs> now on your website. Um, I only see seven songs on there, but like, how many songs do you actually have that you've done, produced, and everything like that? Do you have like a, a like hundreds or what do you I mean? Kinda, yeah, I think a bunch of them. Um, they're just not, not quite finished, but something maybe oh. I could go back to later. So that's always cool too if you're like experimenting with some ideas, because then you can, if you just like you know, go back and say, oh yeah, I remember that song when I just develop it and make it a an idea for a song. So okay. um, so there's like a sample there. Um, but it's like you said, I like acoustic too. I mean, I like a vocal acoustic. I mean, that's an, another idea of something else I like to do as, as well. You yeah. have the perfect name, by the way. If you ever wanted to be like an EDM artist, because <laughs> like because most EDM is you know it's most like you you know you're you're um, you Dutch yeah. you know, people from just overseas you know yeah. Europe and France and, and Italy you're like I mean Jeff Deutsch that sounds like an EDM <laughs> DJ it sounds perfect <laughs> as long as they can say it correctly because you know, yeah. you'd be surprised <laughs> I'm sure you probably get douche a lot yeah exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> you do probably yeah as I said it's probably douche is usually the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well actually um, I don't know if you know who uh, Paul Gilbert is the guitar player um, you know did the song More Than Words or oh, oh you know oh. he did the guitar on it oh really, really? so yeah, you yeah. kind of co-wrote it you yeah mean, okay cool the reason why I bring it up because I was at the Musicians Institute and there was like a thousand people and they were uh, calling out names and they got to my name and guess, guess how he pronounced it. Jeff he was, Douche. Yeah, he was, he was like, it's funny. Oh, he's like, sorry, Jeff, like that. <laughs> and everybody just busted up. And, I, and I'm just like, oh, I'm just trying to like hide. <laughs> oh, man. And you've been associated with some big time stuff here. Like we were looking at the bio, um, Tonight Show and Telemundo. Yeah. Telemundo, yeah. Uh-huh. How was the Tonight Show? Uh, well, this was actually the late show. I put did I put the Tonight Show because yeah, uh, okay, yeah. Um, it was on Channel Eleven in uh, California, and I used to be in a band called uh, Mango Bang. Okay, and this is totally <laughs> different. Mango Bang, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or Mango Love Bang, it. or uh, but we were uh, we were played Caribbean, like it was like a salsa, funk, uh, reggae. Uh, we played so many styles. We had oh, horns, oh, we had yeah. timbales, yeah. and the singer's father was an actor, and he he got us on 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 the, that show on Channel Eleven. Oh, nice! And um, so we were able. To, to play and it was yeah, it was kind of a cool experience you know, to be able to, to play on, on, on that show on, on Channel 11 and then on Telemundo it was a Cinco de Mayo festival um, and uh, so we were out, they had Telemundo uh-huh. there was about 5,000 people there oh jeez and that was we played one song and it was kind of cr- uh, crummy for me I had a short uh, guitar cable okay and I was trying to go and we were on a big uh. big stage in, in LA you know <laughs> LA, it was like I was at East LA I think it, it was, there was a lot of people and so I I went too far and the whole thing went flying and the amplifiers went slamming <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. I 
I should have dived off the stage or something. <laughs> <laughs> you made it like it was part. You were trying to do that shit. But I just start like, slamming uh, your guitar now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tony oh. always talks about the time where um, one of our last guests, uh, guest forty nine, oh, freshman, freshman. <laughs> kept on playing like even after know, he fell off the stage. Exactly. You, just gotta <laughs> you don't know Dave, do you? He's a Dave. he's a local musician too. David Freshman. He plays around a lot too. I don't know. It's small like, world sometimes. Yeah. You, you know, playing yeah. same places and stuff like that. And he has a couple of cover bands that he's oh, in cool. as, as well. Uh, but we were playing a show one time at uh, it used to be called uh, McDonough's. I guess it still is. You it were is still saying, McDonough's, right? yeah. <laughs> On Iliff in Havana. Oh, okay. And uh, he, we were jamming out. It was a three piece band. Uh, he was playing bass for me. He's m- primarily a guitar player. He was yeah. playing bass and he j- he gets into it. He's a serious performer. <laughs> yeah. And he was jumping around and he just took one step too far. He was facing with his back sort of halfway toward the crowd and he stepped off the stage with one of his feet and just boom went down and it wasn't a huge fall i mean it was i don't know four three feet maybe something like that four feet and he landed flat on his back went through i had a guitar off stage kind of to the side (laughs) like a backup (laughs) guitar went through it just destroyed it and then uh, he ended up on his back never missed a fucking note are you serious he's literally laying on his back and then at that point because i was about to lose it like i was like we gotta stop is he gonna die are you okay but when i looked at him and i saw his fingers still going on that bass i was like dude you gotta pull your shit together and keep going because if he's doing it you gotta do it the show must go on right yeah show must exactly. go on. that's right that's right well that's cool yeah you just gotta keep you keep playing yeah yeah uh why don't you talk a little bit about the um battle of the bands at universal studios what's that about oh yeah um same thing the, the, the singer's father uh, he got us um to play there and there was a number of like kind of spanish or different groups over so we i was playing them and mango bang at, at the time and um yeah we we, we won uh, we it was a five thousand dollar contest we won uh nice. studio time Oh, um, sweet. Yeah, it was, it was just a cool experience, you know, to, to be able to, to play here. Um, I don't know if you used to go to Universal ever when you were living there, if you guys went there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, one time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've told that on this podcast. We'll save it for <laughs> some other time. But they had, like, a, a stunt show, and they had us play, like, in that area. That's why I just said that. I mean, you might know the area. So we just we played with a bunch of different groups, and, they, and from the judges, they um, – they liked it. I, the announcer was uh, Ricardo Montalban. Remember Fantasy Island? Yeah, oh, yep. he, he was the guy that was like the announcer on, on the show, and it was also on Telemundo as That's well. So <laughs> nice. Wow, so, dude, I, that's crazy! And you guys won it. And we won, yeah. So it was, damn, that's that was, damn cool. That was a, a yeah, good, a good feeling. Yeah, when I mean, that was a, a good experience. <laughs> uh, and I, I kind of tend to think that comedians have this bad experience more than we do though we definitely have it yeah. but like co- co- comedians call it a bombing on stage or whatever you know because sometimes it can be a technical thing where the whole time you can't hear yourself or there's some kind of feedback sometimes it's just you're just not on your game something throws you off whether it's emotionally or whatever do you ever have this you talk about if you've had that which i'm sure you have you've been doing it long enough yeah talk about your worst experience on stage worst experience on stage i'm trying to think of one that just kind of stands out um I know it was pretty crummy when that like Oh, that could be it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think the worst time is like, because when you're playing like in a, in a duo, it's just like bare bones where, you know, you're just a couple. Of, so like, I totally forgot like one of the songs we were playing. Oh. <laughs> I'm thinking like, you know, what am I going to do? Because, you know, we're coming up to the chorus. So I'm thinking, okay, what are the, the chorus? And I'm thinking, ah, damn. So I just had to try and wing it. And so, because I, you know, 
And I, sh- I should have probably practiced that song longer. I don't know if you ever had that. Experience. Oh, definitely. You, you know? Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely you know? should have run that one through. I know. Well, I guess at least if you're playing by yourself and you can kind of just. I was just going to say that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I've definitely done that. Yeah. And all I do is I extend the verse and yeah. think about it for a while. And if I never come up with it, the song's going to be different this time. <laughs> but when you're, when you're working with a vocalist or something, then it's like, you know, you really got to be on top. Or, it's cause, or, or the true. vocalist has got to be good enough to like catch and say, oh, I see that he must have made a mistake and I'm, we got to pull through somehow. And that, yeah. That's. that's I had a mini experience. Remember that when Daylina Tennant is a really talented vocalist that we've had on the show a couple of times and we were, you were periscoping us playing yeah. that last time. Uh-huh. But when we played the first time and put it on YouTube and oh, people cool. liked it and stuff, but it was, I had run that song through like, you know, a few times the night before had it sort of fresh in my head. This time I tried to just, I mean, I hadn't played Valerie in a year or two or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's the song Valerie by uh, Amy Winehouse. Oh, okay. um, oh yeah. Did she write that? I don't know if she no, actually wrote that. It was, she did the cover. That's on right. The, the, the band actually, the guys who did that song. Oh no. Yeah. No, it's I'm mixed up because yeah. she redid it. It was done by somebody no, else. For sure. Probably. But I'm trying to think if it was that, the same dude who wrote um, Uptown Funk. He wrote a couple songs for uh, Amy Winehouse too. Oh, Mark know. Ronson? Ronson. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if that was him or not. Yeah. But anyway, he was periscoping it and I, they said they didn't notice, but I completely derailed. Like I, same thing. I was like, I hit the wrong chord and yeah. I'm looking at the singer now. That all sound right. As long as they don't make a face, like as in a lot of people. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, if you don't yeah, make yeah, any yeah. kind of gesture, if you just play it cool, like, yeah. and then, Fine, but so if, true. But if we want you to make a fair, and everybody knows, like, you start looking at her like, "What the heck did you do?" And <laughs> everyone's really kind of looking like, "Hey, oh, there was a little mess up right there." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if everybody, everybody knows at that point. Were you there for either? I played a set Saturday and Sunday. Were you there for either of those two sets? I, I, no, I, I didn't know that you were playing. No, I missed. It. Yeah, I was the. I was running sound too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like ah, there you go. No, <laughs> but I, on my second set, dude, because I use a loop pedal. Oh, cool. And dude, I had every. And it was funny because every year at Cheeseman, I run the, this is, that was my third year running the audio. Oh, great. And every year there's always a few hiccups and there's a couple of bands where shit goes wrong and you, you know, you just kind of get through it and try to fix things. And that was the first perfect year I was having. Cool. And I went to play my set and I didn't even have anybody on the soundboard or anything. I just got everything preloaded and everything went, I had a cable go out on me. The oh, battery wow. died in my loop pedal and my cable, my, the power cord couldn't reach the thing. <laughs> I mean, it was just, and I'm up in front of all these people just trying to keep keep it going you know and wow. it's at one point my mic went out and that was the worst yeah, you, you that you're point? yelling hey i'm sorry <laughs> like you know so shit happens she got happens. the bullhorn out there <laughs> <laughs> so glad i brought this <laughs> knew i might need it knew so, I might need it. so acoustic guitar what is your weapon of choice that i see that you get you have yeah. over there my uh, taylor one, one, one ce Taylor, there you got. Oh, yeah. everybody knows I'm a fan of Taylor's. Yes, yeah. <laughs> there's a beautiful guitar. You want to play us a little something? Yeah, um, when I just play something totally different, since I always play just different stuff, right? Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Is that cool. Yeah. This is actually I, I got inspired like uh, kind of like my Native American kind of song. So it's okay. Like I said, totally different. <laughs> but I just thought it'd be kind of like something cool to play, maybe. Yeah, for sure.
that's nice. That's awesome, dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is di- that's different than the EDM. That's different from yeah, totally. <laughs> dude. I love how rhythmic that was. The part Damn. that got me, like I got the the chills when for goes the part with the. I was like, oh, <laughs> that was nice. Oh, yeah, I almost want to leave your mic on through that just so you can hear you do that part, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a ukulele you're playing. Yeah, like <laughs> oh, man, that was awesome, dude. Thanks oh, for thank thanks So for was that one? What, did you have anything named for that one? Or um, just something you just... What's it called? I called a, um, a smoke-filled sky. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah. Damn. That was damn cool, man. Damn cool. I'm a, I, I like that because I'm so rhythmic myself like, as a yeah. guitar player. Yeah, yeah. I'm venturing into scales and stuff, you know, and learning some of that stuff now with the loop pedal because yeah. I can put the rhythm under it. But, man, I love rhythm in, in an acoustic guitar. Yeah. I love that percussive aspect percussive, of it. Percussive, exactly. Yeah. Even One like day. the funk with this uh, percussive, you know, feel to it, you know. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. For sure. One day I'm going to get those guitar skills like you guys. One day. One day it's just gonna they're just gonna show up. No, I wish, right? I wish that I could be like like this guy over here. He's talking about Stevie Rhodes. He's like, hey, can you just can we just skip a couple? Can we just skip a couple lessons? Get to that shredding part. Yeah, just, there you go. I don't need to know those C chords. Come on, man. Let's yeah. just do that shredding. Exactly. I, I think that's genius. He he went to the right person and said, okay, show me the cool stuff. I'll learn the basics somewhere else. Show me the cool stuff. Show me the cool stuff. Yeah. Right. But right. I just I, I get fascinated like. Even when I watch Tony or when, when Freshman's on there, man, I just, w- watching you guys just like move up and down, move up and down and everything like that. You know, when I play ukulele, it's like, whoop, it's like this big. And so it's like my big hands, I can do it like, <laughs> just like that. No problem. But when it comes to guitar, it's just like, you are the perfect ukulele player, by the way. Yes. <laughs> giant Samoan looking dude with a <laughs> giant beard. <laughs> You would have like, I'm ready to play music. <laughs> and all of a sudden, this little guitar, little ukulele. <laughs> yeah, no, I, if it makes you feel better, Mike. I can't play a single chord on a ukulele. I have no idea because the fingerings are different. Do you know, do you play a ukulele at all? I have know? one. I'm, I, I guess there's, wow. there's some that are kind of. I got to I got to work on it more. I, I really like. It. I, <laughs> well, it's like a it's like a bass. It only has the four. Yeah, exactly. The four strings, and yeah. so and it's smaller. And I have a Macala. Oh, cool. uh, ukulele okay, I yeah, bought yeah. in Hawaii when nice. I was in Hawaii so authentic oh, wow. authentic <laughs> and, I, and I baby that thing up and I keep it um Moisturized, I guess. Moisturized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it doesn't say so Yeah, my case is a humidifier and everything like that because nice. coming from Hawaii yeah, to Colorado, for sure, for sure, so for much sure. drier. Exactly. So yeah, you got to be careful. You got to know like what the wood is and yeah. what your guitar or your uke in that case is. Yeah. So so it was genuinely from Hawaii. Yeah, doesn't say when we went to Hawaii, I brought it back for me on the airplane and nice. brought it out there. I was like. I'm gonna play ukulele, and, and before I, I never play ukulele. By the way, we were walking around down Luxury Row in, in uh, Honolulu in Waikiki, and I was like, I want a ukulele, and I was like, awesome. I don't want that little sure. twenty dollar one. I don't want that. Uh, what is this, Macala eighty dollars? Yeah, I'll take that eighty dollar ukulele. <laughs> 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 and my wife's like, What are you gonna do? I, I'm, that's my carry on. That's <laughs> my carry on. I'm just gonna carry on a ukulele. Back in the day, it was what was it? They used to fiddles back in the day, and they carried guns and instrument cases and yeah. shit like that. <laughs> yeah, be looking like Desperado. You know some the ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> Desperado. <laughs> Look at that. Pulled that one out. Is that the enter and Antonio, Antonio Banderas? Banderas? Yeah. Yes. 
Oh man! You seen that? Was that one, one guy named his ukulele Jake something? He really good from Hawaii. Yeah, um, um, uh, he yeah. does uh, ukulele underground. He has a website. I think. Yeah, I think he was. He he's played. Really, yeah, he, he played recently. Like he's he done a lot of stuff at Swallow Hill. Oh, okay. Here in, Swallow, uh, yeah. in Denver, yeah. 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 So he does a lot of stuff there too. Yeah, but I know you're, t- exactly yeah. What you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, he's really good. Pretty cool, man. Hmm. So you play bass, play guitar. Uh, yeah, play guitar. Um, ukulele. I just got a. <laughs> I just got an instrument. Um, my mother in law, she's um, from Peru, and she brought me back a uh, flauta, like a flute. So ah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to learn how to play that. <laughs> oh, dude, I love the flute sound. Yeah. That actually, in in uh, Logic Pro, that's one of my favorite things to play with is the different flutes, like flutes, the different yeah. flute sounds and stuff that they have. I love those, like really those ones that sound like you're up in the fucking mountains somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> South America or something. You know? Peru. Yeah, Peru. Uh, there there you go. Go. Yeah. yeah. Well, they have them all over the world. You know, and there's different groups. That, flutes is like one of the oldest instruments. Yeah, man. they're they're yeah. all over the place. Damn, that's cool. That's man. totally different though, because you know, you're from a string instrument, you're from a woodwind, so it's, it's yeah. totally you're trying oh, to get yeah. that right, you know, lip the right sound. It's kind of hard, yeah. But I've always th- wanted to. I don't know if I ever told you that. I've always wanted to learn how to play the trumpet. Really, and not oh, like yeah. not like like trumpet like like military style. Like I always <laughs> wanted to learn how to. I always wanted to learn how to like swing dance because I'm a big fan of a big band too. So I always wanted to learn how to plug it and totally like just uh, yes. Yeah. Oh man! Nice, yeah. When you hear that in like swing music, Whoa. when they have that solo, when it's just like da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. yeah, you bring up a good point too with the difference between a string instrument where you're using your fingers and stuff because like embouchure is the word embouchure. I think is how okay. you say it. It's like how you form your mouth when you're playing an instrument. And all the different woodwinds and different instruments, brass have different ones. And trumpet's one of the trippiest because it's almost like you're amplifying a sound you're making with your lips because yeah. you're kind of buzzing them right i've never played yeah. trumpet but i had trumpet player friends and stuff yeah. and it's just that like little cup kind of you know mouthpiece mm-hmm. and you just i don't know exactly i don't, <laughs> know. I don't <laughs> do it at all it's ridiculous you even to make a sound <laughs> yeah to play a, a brass instrument you, you would have to make a, a funny sound like that but if if you knew how to play the trumpet you could also be able to play baritone right uh, all the different versions right uh, right that. right same with clarinet saxophone yeah. anything yeah. there was a reed instrument it's yeah. yeah. so disgusting man i'm so ocd i can't believe i played clarinet all those years because you got the 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 wooden reed yeah. that you put on there and you're slobbering <laughs> all you got to yeah. suck on <laughs> yeah. it for a couple minutes before you can even put it on the thing and then you're reusing it a couple times like oh good lord i, I, I thought about the bacteria thought about going into business and making flavored reeds might as well enjoy it right yeah <laughs> i wonder if anybody has I got thought of that and, and this is uh, according to mike and tony it is copyrighted through <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the don't first take thing, my flavored reed the first thing is flavored reeds oboe that pops up Damn i it. think they have them I'm always too late. Yep, oboe reads. Oh, it's there, man. Uh, WWBO. Yeah. <laughs> Damn okay. it. It's a good idea, though. <laughs> <laughs> so that flute that you're learning uh, that you got from Peru, yeah. um, does it have a reed or is it no. similar to a recorder? Uh, it's not a recorder because you have to shape your, your lips on the sound there. So oh, wow. Like, yeah, so it's it's kind of tough. It's hard, you know. Gotcha. You're going to be disciplined, I guess, to, to do that. I guess any instrument, you're going to be disciplined, yeah. you know. But just even harder for me for the, on the lips to do that. I can relate because it, it took know? me a long time to... There you go. <laughs> Play the beer bottle. The beer bottle. <laughs> as well as I do. The jug. The jug. <laughs> the jug. The jug. <laughs> Um, something that we ask every guest that comes on here is, uh, we call it the Island question. Um, if you were, let's say you were trapped on a desert island the rest of your life, you got all the comforts, you know, to live a long, happy, comfortable life. Um, but you have a way to play music, but you only can play one album for the rest of your life. What is your album? Wow. 
What's my album going to be? Um, I feel like we torture people when we do this. <laughs> yes. Like I immediately want to just start talking about something else. Give them a minute. Let them think about it. <laughs> because you can pinpoint There's so many good songs. Right. Like, well, right. Just, so just to give you a little bit more time to think about it. Yeah. Um, Tony Dollar. Catch Fire. Bob Marley. 1973. Dom. Uh, me Against the World. Tupac. Tupac. That's right. And then me. Mine is uh, Gratitude, Gratitude by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Nice. Mm. That's such a good album. Uh, and now your time is up. I'm a big uh, Police fan, fan so uh, probably like one of their, uh, yeah. the first record with uh, Roxanne and all that stuff. Oh, um, good yeah. The, uh, I would, Let me see if I can get the name of that album. Was it called? Yeah, I should know the name of it. That was a good song. Michael, you get it faster than me. I'm sure of it. If my wife was here, she'd spit uh, that right off the top of her. It was recorded in 1970. <laughs> all, all these guitarists said your name, and she'd know them. Oh, yeah. She'd know them. Yeah. Why is this so hard for me to find? Debut uh, album, the Outlandos right. Damn Police, right? It's just, <laughs> maybe, isn't it itself? No, the, yeah, the Outlandos Damn More. That's the name of the album, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Outlandos Damn More. Yeah. yeah, we're but, obviously experts on this yes. album. <laughs> we slaughtered the shit out of it. But we all know Ocean. the Roxanne. You know Roxanne. Oh, yeah. sure. I did that in a reggae group. I was oh, did you? And oh. I really don't. Do you hear my voice, dude? Like, I, I should not be <laughs> singing go. Roxanne, huh? Do Roxanne! No, <laughs> there you go. no, I didn't do it like that. We changed the key and I did it in different key. It was actually really weird. Was I, very, they yeah. loved playing it because they just liked playing it. Yeah. And they were like, he's a singer, so you sing it. Sing this. <laughs> like, it was like, I'm not meant to sing this song. And it never sounded right. I never never felt comfortable doing it but it's a beautiful song man i love the i love uh, that's a cool yeah I, I especially like eddie murphy's version in uh 48 hours what's your favorite song uh, uh, reggae song that favorite reggae song yeah well see there's a real difference like i've always had this weird thing like if i love a song a lot i won't even i don't want to because i feel like it starts to take the mystery away from it like that mad like you hear the song and it just hits you just as a listener you're just like oh it's so good and the instant i start breaking it apart and go okay what's the chord progression you know what's yeah you, let's start singing this let's do this oh how's that rhythm go and all, it just loses the magic for me yeah. so a lot of times i don't like concrete jungle is one of my favorite oh, songs cool, all time dude but i've never i'd never want to like cover it or anything <laughs> what's your go-to song like if you're in a jam what's something you know that you can just play like bam what like a cover song yeah joker i do that one all the time by steve miller okay. uh 5446 by toots and the maytals okay. what about you jeff what's your go-to if you're in a jam like bam i gotta play something he's got a million <laughs> covers though right <laughs> There's like a million, huh? yeah I'm picking I, I from know. like eleven. There's like so many different. <laughs> What's songs? your favorite cover to do that? Favorite, yeah. um, the one that that we guess that we play. I don't, I don't know. We we, we do a lot of female songs, so we do a lot of stuff like you know, we do like Pink, which is kind of yeah. Like, or we'll do like One Republic, or we'll do like uh, I love One Republic. Yeah, I like One Republic. So that's, yeah. that's a good one okay. to do. I would say easy jam song. I mean, of course, like your easiest song is probably like Twist and Shout, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Three chords. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Sort of. Well, that. we were talking about like. Two chord songs that like are super yeah. famous are uh, what Sublime's uh, um, uh, love or uh, what I got. Hey, what yeah, I got, what I yeah. got. It's like two. Chord I, actually, song. that's another good. Thing. I played that one last night. Actually, oh, did you? yeah, I was that's telling cool. you. I I uh, do. I, did I tell you that I forgot my loop pedal? I did, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been doing the loop pedal for I don't know. 
four months. Did I, I didn't tell this on the show, right? No. Okay, thank no. God. <laughs> oh, like, Jesus Christ, Tony Dollar. Here he goes so again. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. <laughs> anyway, I had a three-hour show last night, and I was telling wow. Mike and, and Dom before the show that I've gotten pretty cocky about the long shows with the loop pedal uh-huh. because a three-minute song could be a seven-minute song easily, you know, and just jamming and doing solos and doing all That's kinds cool, of stuff. Yeah. And I got to the gig last night, and I'm just all relaxed. Three-hour gig, no problem. And I forgot my loop pedal. So I had to go old school. It was just me and my guitar for three hours, just jamming and humbled the shit out of me, man. I'm like, good Lord. It's <laughs> crazy. And you forget something. Like, if I forget my capo, it's like, oh, because I'm Oh, you know, right. I've done that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what, do you do? what do you do? And for those of you who don't play guitar, capo is a way that you change the, the key of your guitar, essentially. Okay. So you do it in a different key or whatever. Uh-huh. Especially if you're working with a vocalist. That's a major exactly, issue. Yeah. You can still play it. Yeah. But it's going to be in a totally different key. <laughs> they're not going to be happy about that. Yeah. Oh, man. That's cool. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song, D? A favorite song? Yeah, specific favorite actual song. Because we always do the album, but we never really talk about the actual and exact song. I, I think it's a fluid concept for me. Um, you know, um, when Jeff was talking about, you know, uh, how he loves music and stuff like that, you know, uh, I could definitely relate. Um, right now. Uh, yeah, what you, what's in your car right now? Man, I truthfully, I've been slapping uh, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, okay. lately and uh, but you know the big album that I've really been listening to is Dr. Dre's The uh, Compton is it is it good I love it yeah I absolutely heard love mixed it. reviews I haven't heard it you heard it Mike no any of it <clears throat> no. heard any of it Jeff? I haven't heard that no either. yeah so but you know good review from Dom though yeah I, I personally <laughs> like it you know um, I, I think it's just one of those things that if you have that that can you know that idea of hey this is how dr dre should sound um you're going to be disappointed and i think oh, that's right. that's that's okay. where you're going to get those that's cool views it gives um, me hope yeah exactly so just you know go into it with an open mind um but as far as a, a song right now um I, i'm gonna have to go back to kendrick lamar and it's gonna be bitch don't kill my vibe <laughs> 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 which is completely different from everything else that we were talking about <laughs> my bad guys my bad keeping it real gotta be gotta be you do you man yeah no that's cool Mike, how about you, buddy? Got so, favorite favorite song? Like right now, or just, uh, either one? Uh, what are you listening to right now? Well, or? I told you my favorite song of all time. Rapper's Delight. Delight. Oh yeah, Rapper's Delight by Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you did tell me that. <laughs> um, should we? You want to move on and? Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and transition on to the fun, fun facts. facts. So every week do fun facts it's friday fun facts uh 50 of the uh coolest shit that i just read throughout the week uh not necessarily in our day but i save some things and i'm like oh that shit's cool <laughs> but uh <clears throat> if anybody ever wants to again uh subscribe to it we have a good amount of people that are on subscription um so it's mike and tony show at wromradio.net and i'll send you friday fun facts every friday Early in the morning, so you can uh, just bullshit your rest of your day at work. <laughs> it's so perfect on Fridays, man. <laughs> Everybody's craving something like that. So it's a dollar. Uh, there is an island which is dispute uh, which is disputed territory between Canada and Denmark. The militaries of both countries periodically visit to remove the other guy's flag and leave a bottle of Danish schnapps or Canadian whiskey. This is an ongoing, <laughs> an ongoing. That's how that's how things should be handled. You just pull the flag out. Leave a little drinky poo. <laughs> <laughs> this one right here says it's Friday the 13th. I did do some Friday the 13th facts. Uh, 13. 
Friday the 13th, the facts in this uh, this week's uh, Friday the Fun Facts. Mm. Taylor Swift thinks of 13 as her lucky number and has some connections to Friday the 13th. She was born on the 13th. Uh, she turned 13 on Friday the 13th. Her first album went gold in 13 weeks, and her first number one song has a 13-second intro. Wow. <laughs> Wow. That's wild. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty wild. Yeah. Holy shit, man. So um, maybe 13 is not that bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For Taylor Swift, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was slacking on getting this to you, and I wanted to get this to you before the show, and I didn't. Can I okay. add an, uh, another one? To yeah, an list? addendum to the Friday yeah. Fun Fact. It's almost <laughs> like, it, as a musician, it's almost an unfun fact. Um, let's make sure I can remember the numbers right. Uh, Pharrell's song Happy on Pandora uh, got 43 million plays. And he made about twenty one hundred dollars, two thousand one hundred dollars off of that. You're kidding me? That's no way. That shit's crazy, right? You don't make nothing from Spotify, dude. It gave me no hope. I was like, I'll never <laughs> get forty three million in two grand. If you're getting forty three million, is ridiculous. That's silliness. That's now, am I correct in that he was involved with the whole score to that movie uh, that that song comes from? Am, am I correct? The, oh, the was it originally released the, as the part of me? Oh, it was was it that how it was originally released? Huh, mm-hmm. was on the score. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, wow. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how that works. Well, I think it's just the Pandora deal, and yeah. that was the yeah. thing with Spotify. That wasn't it. Spotify though that that uh, Taylor Swift was upset with and wrote the letter. No, that was no, Apple. That was the Apple, Apple thing because they were pulling the same kind of shit where yeah. they where they did it. But that's so ridiculous yeah. because you, uh, you guys like me and you are out here hustling our asses off. You look at that and you go, <laughs> do I have hope of getting forty three million <laughs> fucking plays? And if I do, am I going to be happy that I get? Because you think if you're getting that many plays, you're making money. You, you don't give a shit yeah. about that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but it is sort of a slap in the face to me a little bit, like because you got to think of all the money they're making. Exactly. I was talking about my wife, talking to my wife about this, and how like big advertisement, you know, when they're putting the big money into it, yeah. it's a, just a numbers game. You know, you show to a billion people, you know, and you'll you know you'll get a hundred thousand hits or whatever, and that's just yeah. what it is. They just throw up big numbers, and I was thinking, man, at forty three million plays, I, I wonder how many clicks and advertisements these people heard and all this stuff and they're paying pharrell two thousand dollars like yeah wow yeah i wanted to add that one because that's an unfun that's fact. why you gotta that find a, a different fact. avenues you know like the film and true tv and true are people are people on youtube that are making money just you know yeah or hold these bastards to the fire and go come on man yeah the right. artist thing, i mean i thought we we're that's the dark ages we're leaving those days behind us so the days of the person who creates all the shit and performs all the shit and does all the shit they should be making all the money come exactly. on that's, that's a silly concept and that's dying and those people are holding on to it with new technology but I don't know. Is anybody going to take him down? Probably not. Let's keep, let's uh, let's go with irony this time. Okay. Here with the fun fact: the owner of Segway Incorporated actually died because he drove his Segway off of a cliff. No way! <laughs> oh, no, really? No. Whoa! <laughs> Why didn't he stop? <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling there might have been an attempt. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure. I hope there was. The brakes didn't work. Yeah, the brakes. <laughs> was this before Segways took off? <laughs> Things weren't going well. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Cause, yeah. Oh, I shouldn't joke about that. It sucks. That's crazy. Uh, four out of ten Americans have never moved from their hometown. So that, forty, so forty percent of Americans have never left their hometown. So think about the ratio. Like, like he said, you just did the table. Yeah. You three are from exactly. California. Me, I'm from 
Aurora. Oh shit! And so it's yeah. it's if there was uh, you know, a mathematically perfect sample. We're almost there. <laughs> almost. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's nuts. That is wow. nuts. I, that, you, know, I, you said that. Pointed that out. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you go. How about this one, dude? This one is trippy. Serial killers behave like bees. They commit crimes close to home, but far enough that neighbors don't get suspicious. <laughs> Similarly. Bees collect pollen near the hive, but far enough that predators can't find them. Scientists have studied bee behavior and found found algorithms that police actually now use to catch felons. Oh, wow. It's fucking science. Damn. (laughs) What a trip that shit is. Bee patterns, bee behavior patterns is teaching us about human behavior patterns. Yeah, to the point yeah. that the fucking police are using it. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is, works better. We can tell exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. Huh. Follow the pollen. If you had told the <laughs> chief of police something like that, you know, 15 years ago, he'd have probably laughed at you and yeah. said, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, can you, I, I need a further explanation on this one, buddy. Pluto has ice made out of water. Oh, never mind. <laughs> there you go. I left, both times when I read this, I left the fucking A out. I was like, Pluto has ice made out of water and blue sky. I'm going to need that explained. No, they they have water made out of ice. They have, they have ice made out of water and a blue sky. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. Well, because it what the, the, changes that fact a little bit. What the just finally recently that satellite has passed and got some good stills of of the place and their terrain is pretty crazy. I mean, it has, they have sandy dunes, they have, you know, mountains and, and craters and stuff like that. And Pluto's not a planet. Pluto's no, not, a, not, well, when Pluto's I was a kid, planet. when I was a kid, Pluto was a planet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now everything that I've been told in school is a lie. Cause Pluto's now not a planet. I was yeah. pretty disappointed when that, you know, came out, and they were like, "Well, we're really, were you?" I found that so bit. funny when people were upset because <laughs> I told me just that's a word. It's what you call it. It's still the same thing, but it's just we call it something different. That's, it's in a different category. I, I think that's why I was really excited, you know, when they got those images of Pluto. Yeah, uh, I just really geeked out about it because you know, like, see, I told you, look, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a water and blue sky. That's hey, a fucking planet. If I ever saw one, I'm a huge fan of the underdog. What can I say? Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. always going for the underdog. So when they said, "No, you're a dwarf," I'm like, "No." No, he's bigger than Jupiter. I'm going to get you well, a Pluto jersey. Like it, <laughs> <laughs> jersey just says Pluto on the back. I already have one. It's called the Chargers jersey. Uh, <laughs> so here's one. Um, you do weddings with your duo. Um, how about this one? Uh, the Viva Las Vegas Wedding Chapel offers special zombie, vampire, and Rocky Horror themed ceremonies on Friday the 13th. I know a lot of people wouldn't be so happy to hear that. <laughs> what? what? Let's go. Yeah. Let's do the time walk. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How old were you when you first saw that? You no, remember? I'm not sure. Yeah, I remember you seeing that. Get, yeah. I saw it in high school. Yeah. I was in high school. I remember yeah, seeing it and just going, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and I had a lot of friends who were into it. I thought it, was, it was cool. It was all right. It was a trippy movie to me, but it's got a cult following. Yeah. Yeah. You like the, the rain and the, the toast and all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once a dog hits the age of 10, its chance of dying from cancer is 50%. That's crazy. Ooh. Damn. How do dogs get cancer, man? That's crazy. Especially if they get old. Yeah. Because all the food's crappy. 
That's what you I think. You think it's yeah, all yeah, processed people, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, people talk about that. Yeah. You hear people talking about like people who are vegan and super. You exactly. know, they don't eat animal anything, and then they, but they'll feed their their animals. <laughs> Animals, animals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny too because in, I mean, animals crave. Depending on what animal, like if it's a dog, obviously they're gonna crave meat and stuff like that. But the shit they're putting in there is not just. It's not just meat. This is not organic, mm-hmm. <laughs> grass fed. Exactly. No, they're putting crazy shit, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of grains in them, uh, a lot of byproducts, uh, a lot of fillers, highly processed. I mean, uh, shit, they've been busted sloppy with getting sloppy with our food. Can you imagine how sloppy they get in those factories? They get yeah. like two Jeez. shits what falls in there. It's a dog gonna eat it. I don't care. Nah, I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. How about this one? I like this one. This is a heartfelt one. Stephen Hawking's favorite song is Rod Stewart's Love Ballad, Have I Told You Lately. You guys have heard that song, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Have I told you that lately? And whenever I get sick, you. I get like a strep throat. <laughs> yeah, I, I always that. do that song. Yeah. <laughs> strep throat song. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to look at this strep throat as keeping me down rather than channeling my inner Rod Stewart. Come here, honey. Let me sing to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but don't get too close, girl. Don't get too close. <laughs> oh, man. This one, speaking of vegetarianism, uh, John Lennon was the only Beatle who didn't become a full vegetarian. I would have never. I would have guessed the opposite of that, right? Mm-hmm. He was the he was the hippy dippy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would have thought for sure he was full on vegetarian. I I guess what's more surprising to me too is I didn't realize that everyone else in the band was vegetarian. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. That's not a one in four statistic there. <laughs> 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 so there's uh, there's two that I want to uh, spout off uh, right off the bat. Um, spout away. So in 2014, the name Elsa. Cracked the list of 500 most popular baby names in the U.S. for the first time since 1917. Wow. Since 1917. That's since 1917, right? <laughs> yeah. It's going way back. Okay, now check this out. Here's another fun fact that I had in there. Wow. Okay, A quarter of all women in the U.S. named Gertrude are 87 or older. Yeah, it's a fucking yeah, old ass true. name. Like, yeah. it's like, <laughs> well, could you imagine though? Like, if one of my kids or something, like, this is my friend Gertrude. I'd be like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're mispronouncing it. <laughs> Until that name's put in Frozen Two, and then uh, yeah, then you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. 2015, it'll break the name. It is funny though. Some parts of it, I think, are subconscious. Like that's obviously a conscious example. Maybe, well, I don't know if it's conscious, but whatever. You can see what where that's coming from. Yeah. But like with my kids, it was the same thing where we fell fell into this thing where we were really into the J thing. All th- this was a mistake. <laughs> when you have kids, don't name them. Don't get. We gave all three the same initials. They're all JMD, and so it that's just like be- me. It becomes so confusing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. My son. We call my son JD. For, JD. Yeah. 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 But uh, when we we named. Uh, uh, my first son or my only son or my first kid was named Jaden. And as years went by, we started really all the kids in his age group. There's so many Jadens and they spell it different ways Jeez. or whatever, but it was very popular. Same thing happened with my daughter, Jillian. We named her Jillian. Then all of a sudden it just seemed like there was Jillians everywhere. And it could be that weird phenomenon X-Files. where you're like X-Files. thinking about a car <laughs> or you're thinking about a car or something and mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, uh, that's a you know, and all of a sudden you're seeing those cars yeah. everywhere because yeah. you bought one or yep, whatever. Exactly. So it could be something like that, but I don't know. Then, there was no Jadens <laughs> when I was growing late, up. I didn't know anybody. The latest one, yeah. And the latest one, 
Jesse, same yeah. thing. There's a fucking show called Jesse with a chick named Jesse on it now. <laughs> and a pop star, Jesse, Jesse J. Jesse J, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a trip. I don't know. I can't tell if it's my own head that this is all happening. <laughs> well, it's funny because all really of us weird. at the table have pretty common. I mean, probably not Dom. Dom Dominic is not Oh, I grew common. up yet. Eh, fairly common. Well, when I was growing up, um, I, I hated first day of school because the teachers would always be, and Dominic. Dominic Oh, that's a very old-fashioned name. I haven't heard that. And I'm really? Just like, Thanks. Old-fashioned. Oh, wow. But huh. uh, by the time I hit like 15, 16, Dominic, all of a sudden I started hearing uh, little kids running around, Dominic, Dominic, Dominic. I always thought of Dominic as a badass name. It seemed like all the Dominics I knew were badass. Like, oh, don't mess with Dominic. Right. Don't, don't mess with Dominic. Yeah. Dom will mess Dom. you up. <laughs> yeah. hey, first time I saw Fast and the Furious, and they were like, hey, Dom. I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dom. I'm Dom. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good point though. Yeah, we got Dom, you're we Tony, got you're Anthony, Tony, yeah. Tony, yeah. Yeah. Mike, Michael, Jeff. Are you Jeffrey? Or Jeffrey? Or just Jeff. Oh, no, legal name Jeffrey. But okay. Yeah. 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 We're all shortened. That That's funny. We're all shortened at this table. Tony, Mike, Jeff, Dom. Dom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're lazy. Yeah, the only person <laughs> or the people we hang out with are lazy, right? Yeah. We don't say our own name. It's like, hey, Tony. <laughs> T. Yeah, yeah. T. Just gets shorter. Yeah, shorter. I always mess H. around. <laughs> the, only, <laughs> the only person that calls me Michael uh, is two people: is uh, my grandmother and my wife, and it's both when I'm in trouble. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> honestly, there's only one person in my life that calls me Anthony. Yeah, it's David it's Freshman. David Freshman, <laughs> who we were talking about, the local musician. Oh, I was yeah, asking, yeah. Maybe you knew or whatever. Uh, yeah. And it was because I, w- I went. See, then I have to tell Identity why issue. Fucking yeah. because the fact that he still calls me Anthony I always have to explain that I went through this phase where I was like no I'm gonna go Anthony I was Tony my whole life like uh-huh. everybody always called me Tony and I just went through this thing I was, I was playing music and I was like no my stage name I'm gonna go to Anthony it sounds cooler and I did it I don't know lasted a fucking year or something and then fr- that was when I met Fresh and for the rest of my life now I'm Anthony to him it's funny he tries really hard remember when he was on here yeah. he'll go Tony he'll say Tony and you can see him like consciously going <laughs> Tony, <laughs> <laughs> and then he uh, breaks it. I can't do that anymore. Anthony, I'm just quite Anthony. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, any more fun facts you got there? Um, in the next decade, one in five male deaths in China will be smoking related. How's that compare with here? I wonder. I don't know. Well, here has like gone down like considerably, like the amount of even like teenage smokers and stuff like that, like. Because all these ad councils and stuff like that, but like older people, like our age and stuff like that, I've noticed like they're still smoking because I've known they've smoked since 15 and, and stuff like that. But now, like, the smoking is like dropped down. I saw like I saw a statistic somewhere where it's like dropped considerable for the, the newer generations that are coming up. Yeah. So is it going up in China then? Is that the thing, or is it? It's probably just because the there's more fucking people out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pollution. Yeah, that's it's not the pollution. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, so they can feel normal. <laughs> yeah, smoke cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's crazy. China's a crazy place. Actually, that's a good. That's probably a good segue, buddy. Yeah, want to go ahead and hit up the uh, news? Yeah, speaking of China, um, I was reading this article about these the. Who was it that came out with the Bank of England, I think was the one who put this thing out basically saying um, some crazy number like 50% of, of jobs within the next so many years is going to be replaced by robots. And then I read this other article, it was like sh- in China, and it was showing like all these robots, how they've like literally, like they, they, they it was more than 50% there. I want to say it was like this 
one industry they eliminated like 60 something percent of the jobs and it was just because these people and the people the jobs were shit jobs i mean people were just manually doing stuff with their hands and they just got these machines that just do it now and all these different people are out of work over it but it's a it's a real it was it's a trip because now uh china is now has the um has fucking article won't come up god damn it (laughs) Uh, but they have like the highest uh, number of uh, jobs displaced by robots now in the world like they're the and they're using more than any other country in the world now they've they're just doing stuff automated now every time now you guys are hearing stuff in your ear don't worry the listeners won't hear it I finally get the article come up and it's playing shit in our ears so everybody's starting off but now it's crazy though what do you think of that I mean because that the Bank of England was not talking only about China they're talking about in the United States it was about 50% they think I wish I could remember the number of years it was dude five ten years something like that Skynet is fucking real exactly. Terminator is gonna be next year and Arnold Schwarzenegger's gonna be running Google. around oh, everywhere I was just gonna say what if Google Skynet it's the real Skynet I don't know they're get they're getting into the bl- the mobile market the internet market everything uh, market they've got uh, fucking cars, cars driving around driving by, yeah, cars yeah. driving by themselves yeah oh, those, those guys are amazing as a matter of fact uh they they broke ground uh, up in boulder they're building a campus in yeah. boulder yep they're coming yeah. for us yeah. oh my god they're getting closer to norad yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey i was thinking about trying to apply if my boss is listening i was just kidding no <laughs> What do you guys think about that? Because I feel like, I mean, we have, there's so many shitty jobs, really. And there's shitty jobs that won't probably ever be replaced by robots. And then there's shitty jobs that definitely will be. Mm-hmm. It just makes you wonder, like, what's going to happen? What does the future look like? Well, it, you know, I, I think that's a very interesting question. Uh, and I definitely do not have any kind of answer. I like how eager I, I tried to answer the question. However, you know, um, you know, being in the light of work that, that I'm in, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with technology. No one will ever know a human touch like me. <laughs> 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 2995 an hour. No, just, <laughs> oh, man, that's cheap. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> You're a bad influence. <laughs> I'm not a harlot. Anyway, so, um, sure. <clears throat> but no, you know, being being in an industry, you know, where we're dealing with data and, and uh, you know, software and, and networking and stuff like that, um, you know, one thing that I, I firmly believe, at least at this point uh, in, in time, you know, there definitely needs to be a human element. Um, where I start getting worried is when we start getting into the artificial intelligence. I mean, you know, uh, Mike's cracking jokes about Skynet. You know, artificial intelligence. You know, in a right. Fiction there's story a big gap. Goes, you know, crazy. But go ahead. Please. I was just gonna say, yeah, there's a big gap between the robots that I was seeing in these videos. You know, they're just doing these really mechanical, programmed processes versus some of the stuff they are doing now with you know artificial intelligence and computers that essentially can think for themselves. They can encounter new situations and then learn from well, situations. For example, Watson, IBM's Watson. What's that? Watson was the one that went on to Jeopardy and was competing against actual humans. That was a long time ago, too, huh? Yeah, but I mean, still, that there, Watson is still in, in like not production, but what's still ongoing research and stuff like that. And so, there's there's a um, an individual in Europe who has uh, started working with AI, and uh, you know Mario, uh, the original eight bit on NES. Yeah, um, he has uh, created Mario with artificial intelligence and lets him go through the different levels. And as he goes through the levels, he's learning, he's adapting and he's completing levels. Um, and you know, it, it sounds funny to just, you know, do that on a video game level, but, um, eventually that's just going to blow up. You know what I mean? Jeez, dude, that's crazy, man. Into that. 
Yeah. So okay. So I've got. Sorry, guys. I'm putting stuff in people's ears again. This stupid fucking thing. I've literally muted my computer. I don't know what's happening. Uh, but here's like the exact numbers. The Bank of England has warned that machines could take over 80 million American and 15 million British jobs over the next 10 to 20 years. That's roughly 50 percent of the workforce in each country. <laughs> what are we gonna do for jobs? What are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> well, we guess we're gonna start building robots. Shit. Yeah. I guess that's be until they have robots building robots. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, that was part of those robots. Those robots I was talking about in China. That's the shit they were talking to the dude who invented them, and he's doing all this stuff. <laughs> and he's like, "That's the future." I mean, he's they're literally doing that. They're, he's literally building robots with robots and just like eliminating people. Like, he's the one dude. <laughs> he's like just fucking running everything <laughs> with a bunch of machines, like the Wizard know? of Oz behind the. Pretty yeah, much, dude. Gonna, uh, pretty much. Pretty much. That's crazy, man. Yeah, dude didn't look like he had his shit together, too. <laughs> yeah, like a super. I was surprised. I guess I guess you have stereotypes in your head. I, I was thinking, oh, you know, China, yeah, like very a, regimented and sitting up, you know, with good posture. He was, dude, he was slouching. Did he have messy hair and a lab coat. You ever see people with a really pulled out neck, like on their yeah. uh, the collar of their shirts? That's just insane. did he have like a? Was he had messy hair and a lab coat? No, like, he was like bald. an evil scientist. He was bald. Oh, and, damn. Yeah, no. sounds like you a just bad ruined, scientist. Yeah, you just one. like you just ruined it. He's one of those me. dudes that just looked kind of like not together, and he starts talking. You're like, whoa, that dude's fucking smart. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's yeah. some. It's like you pointed. Like you were kind of. I think that's where you're going with that. Is that not everything can be done by robots, right? We will never uh, be replaced by robots, right? Go, yeah. We tell ourselves <laughs> that. <laughs> then they're gonna have some oh, no. crazy mathematical programs that create individual singer songwriter songs, <laughs> <laughs> algorithms to yeah. to good beats and lyrics. Exactly. Yeah. It'll pop it out like a fortune cookie. Bing. Yeah. Here's your number one singer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Oh, talking about music. I got a news one. Yeah. So uh, recently, uh, Billboard magazine just came out. They redid their um, all-time greatest um, Adele. The the album Twenty One is deemed by Billboard magazine as the greatest album of all time. Of all time, wow. of all greatest time, album? just based on before based you said on, that, I was based based on, that's a great based on fucking chart. album. So based but. on chart positions, how long it, uh, her music lasted oh. on the Billboard, it's a measurable thing, size, uh. Uh, the the amount of records that she had sold. Um, number two is actually the Sound of Music, is the number two uh, greatest album of all time. Wow! But it was just saying, dude, the the sheer numbers <laughs> that uh, the twenty one produced was phenomenal it was just wow. ridiculous i mean think about it since 19 fucking 65 the sound of music was the number one uh, album of all time until That's adele's crazy. album in 2001 now here's the other thing so she has another album at a time when people aren't buying albums yeah. Yeah, and so here's right. another thing uh she has another album coming out here like literally i think next week like some sometime in november here right oh, it's called 20, 25 25 25 yes yes it's called 25 yes. <laughs> yes. and that That's song hilarious. that recently came out this month the hello song that hello song um has already broken all records for digital sales and music video views what do you think it is i mean i love adele i think yeah. she's insanely talented uh as a vocalist and stuff but but uh, that's crazy. I mean, those numbers. What? What's behind those numbers? Is there it's some just, marketing just, stuff too? I don't know. Like, I think at or? the time with the hype and the social media presence and everything like that. Like for example, they also have in this article here. Um, despite having 19 number one hits, the Beatles have only placed 54th on that all-time greatest album list. Wow. 
Wow, you think they? And that, that was well, the, it. Was the Sergeant Pepper's? Oh, Sergeant Pepper. Okay. I, I, I feel like the Beatles play the same game that the, the big companies with advertisement do. Yeah. They were just prolific as shit. I mean, they yeah. just wrote so many songs because they have shitty songs. They definitely have but, songs that I'm like, yeah. But it's just not so to good. put it into perspective, like I was saying, okay, so they were they're 54th. Sergeant Pepper, in Lonely album? Hearts, yeah, yeah okay. the, the, mm-hmm. of all time, they're 54th. Okay. 54th just to t- think about the sheer numbers that Adele put out for 21 they spent 15 straight weeks at, on the top of all albums in 1967 wow. 15 straight weeks so just think about Adele's yeah. they're 54th Adele's how how long she was at the top for on the billboard that's insane man <laughs> I didn't really know that I didn't realize that at all yeah, yeah I didn't know that either I know she was up there and then did that one doing that well yeah yeah well i you know me personally um for me the biggest thing that draws uh, myself to adele is is that voice clarity and and just you know her range and 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 the songwriting and and how well it's composed i almost wonder if you know that i think that's you know the world's way of saying i think we want more uh vocal talent instead of you know all the super synthesis little do you know she's a robot but is she? <laughs> <laughs> she is Skynet. Are there any other? I mean, but I feel like there are other vocalists that are as talented. You know, that are out there. I mean, because I think she's amazing too. I mean, I definitely consider her extremely talented. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that it's so heads above anybody else since 1965 stands out as yeah. like what? It's not like Michael Jackson or yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. It's not some gigantic artist that people will remember. You know, 200 years from now, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Good for her, though. I love her. She's yeah, awesome. It, She's it, had throat problems and stuff, too. She had to have the surgery, surgery, get the nodes yeah, removed. A lot of vocalists have that issue. Yeah. Well, and, and if you think about it, too, her music also crossovers to many different genres, many different true. audiences. Yeah, EDM. True. There's a lot of EDM songs very with true. Adele vocals in it. See, we're go. the future of music, Jeff. There you go. <laughs> 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 you spread out. you going to do a little bit of everything, man. Huh. Uh, I guess we should probably talk about the biggest thing in the news right now. It's happening exactly right now at this current time. Yeah, and it keeps fucking changing. You guys hear what's happening in France, this giant, uh, all these people killed. It was like this, it happened on multiple occasions. There was like a stadium involved. You probably got this stuff right in front of you. Yeah, so far 160 now. Really? It was, it was a it fucking. It was, it was 140 or, before yeah. we started. Oh, You're right, four, dude. I know. I read the article five art, five hours ago, and it was. Uh, I mean, I saw it went from 18. Then they said we were saying dozens, and then they said something like 40 or something yeah. like that. Uh-huh. And then the next I saw, I flipped on the TV, and it said you know 100. And, dude, at the theater alone, 120. Jeez, mm. wasn't that a, wasn't that a, wasn't that 100, 109 when we started the podcast? 118. Still, dude. Just a theater alone. <sighs> the the terrorists opened up the doors and just opened fire on the mass theater that was going on. Yeah, there were several things, right? There was the there was a stadium, stadium, the suicide bombers mm-hmm. at a stadium, and they and that's I we couldn't figure I couldn't remember if that was exactly where, but there was also hostages taken, and I think mm, that was, yeah, was stadium that too, the stadium, yeah. yeah. And then uh, there's there two other places, like too. just ran in, in the streets. Oh. It's like in the streets. Yep. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, and it's funny because there's so much history here. This, like, we were talking about this before. The Charlie Hebdo. I'm grossly mispronouncing that. Yeah. It's a, a French magazine or whatever. They were the ones who you probably saw them in the news with the the drawing of Muhammad, got him in trouble, and mm-hmm. it's been a thing. I mean, they've been attacked. And there was one time in 2006 where some dude kicked the door. Not well, some dude, a group of people, uh, Muslim extremists. Uh, kicked the door in and uh, just 
open fired killed like 14 12 14 people something like that yep. probably get my numbers a little wrong but it was close something around that and this has just been going on and going on and it's it's just so intense and me and mike were talking about it because one thing i think is important because a lot of people are talking about this shit right now and one thing that i think is very important to bring up is how fucking hard it must be to be a normal muslim dude right now or chick or, yeah. where you're just you're just a normal practicing muslim and this shit's going on because that's what happens it's a combination of the media it's a combination of oversimplification and all this but it becomes muslim or you know anybody who falls under that category of islam you know these are all fucking nutcases and crazy it's easy to go down that road easy to point fingers especially when you're seeing crazy shit where people are getting killed and that kind of thing so i think it's important to bring that up but at the same time it's an obvious problem Mm -hmm. like the the muslim extremism and it's not just there it's all over the world yeah me and i were talking about the philippines they got it in the philippines too i mean there's crazy shit happening all over the place I don't know, man. It feels like this is like the biggest conflict in the world in modern times. And it's and it's been going on a while. And yeah. it feels like it's not going to just go away <laughs> anywhere in any place where this is a problem. I mean, I don't even, I can't even ask, like, what should we do? Like, it's such a gigantic thing. And part of it, too, I think, is how deep the history is in all this stuff. Yeah. This stuff's been going on so long that, I mean, there's there's stuff that's been passed down from generations, you know, people killing each other. But that's where it gets really scary. And I agree, we were, you and I were watching the Barack Obama, kind of what he was saying about yeah. it. And I mean, I agree. This is this is a common cause. This is not a fringe problem right now. This is this is a problem everywhere. And we got to have to figure out, like, it's, it's okay to have your own re- religious beliefs and everything. But when you're kicking doors down and just killing people because of shit they said... Or should they put in an article that they can't even come anywhere close to making fun of your religion? Like, can you imagine though? People made fun of Jesus, and it was just complete. You just get killed. You just get murdered because you you know you're making fun of Jesus. Come, comedians here doing all the time. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a big deal. And I don't think it's a difference between Christianity and Islam in general. But it's the there seems to be this proliferation of extremists that. Uh, that are Muslim. Now. Yeah. So I don't know. Any thoughts? Anybody? Everyone's like, I don't want to touch this with a ten foot pole. <laughs> uh, it's, I, I, you know, it's it's scary times that we live in. Um, you know, uh, I, you know, it, it, you just kind of wish that there would be something like a a quick fix. Hey, you know, uh, we storm this this building, we take out this little group, and and we're done with it. But um, obviously, this isn't going away. No. Um, and, and it isn't just one country's problem. It, it, it's, it's spreading out it, like a disease well, and technology and, to technology has allowed it to grow. Absolutely. And recruit and, and stuff like that. I mean, absolutely. And, and, and look at the individuals they're recruiting. I mean, they're, they're a lot of weak minded, you know, uh, uh, individuals that are just easily influenced and, uh, I don't, you know, yeah, there's some of yeah. that. Perhaps there's some of that, you know, it's hard. It's just so hard to, to, to pinpoint yeah to pinpoint to get your head around it and to i don't know man i feel like it's just such a tough thing to even go down that road the i feel like that is the first thing we need to get sorted out particularly here in the united states though is understanding the difference between being muslim and being muslim extremists because i think that's the most like blurred line in our media and when i talk to people just in my everyday life like people just don't 
seem to make that connection. It's like they just lump it into that group and fucking crazy Muslims. And we have a lot of Muslims in the United States. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I wonder what that number is, but I'm sure it's gigantic. I mean, there's a, there's plenty of people. And you and I were talking about that before the podcast. There's, <laughs> there's plenty of perfectly normal Muslim people. It's not. It's obvious that that's, that's yeah. not the thing, but it's what's <clears throat> perpetuated in the media. Yeah. And maybe just through each other. Well, it's just, just media in general. I mean, you know, like stuff that happens like, in LA, gang-related violence or something like that. It's like, oh, all black True. people are gang members. Like, no, it's mm. not like that. It's or not like, that simple. You know, like, or like, you know, catch a picture of or video of, you know, a, a Mexican coming across the border. Like, all Mexicans are illegal. You know, it's like, no, <laughs> dude, it's not. <laughs> I am. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, I was born in East LA, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just feel bad for France, and I feel bad for you know the guys that at Charlie Hebdo or however you say yeah. it over the years, just constantly dealing with it. And and I you know I've looked at some of the stuff. Some of the stuff they say is pretty harsh. They've definitely put some harsh stuff out about Muhammad. But I think they've sort of their stance just they seem to be digging their feet in harder and harder every time. Just like screw you, you can kill our people, you can do whatever you want. We are going to continue to print whatever the fuck we want, and that's you're just going to have to deal with it. And I was saying before the podcast that I feel like these ex- extremist groups are going to murder all these people. They're bringing attention to the cause, and it, eventually it's not going to be just you know these local French people that are worrying about this. The whole world's getting interested. Barack Obama's talking about it. everybody's going hey. Yeah. So I feel like in the end, I mean it's it's going to be detrimental, but who knows? I mean who that's the assumption that you know the the forces of the united states and these bigger countries are just going to win but fucking we can't beat these guys these guys are i mean it's isis and all these different groups yeah just different totally networks ex- yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right and they, they I mean they, they get together they do everything through these private messages i heard joe rogan was giving an example and it's just a fictitious one but it, it's really literally how they're doing shit where you could be like i'm he i think he said something like i'm sitting in times square eating a slice of pizza and take a uh, selfie of yourself and you send it to this other guy and there's, then there's all this fucking shit encrypted in it so no one would ever pick it up and that's how they're communicating and, and that's one yeah, of the oh many yeah. ways mm. and so it's just like how do you how do you fight that I don't what do you do how I do you, think the other thing too is that people have to get out of their mind that these are these are ignorant people that they're just like you know Arabs they're throwing rocks and stuff like that no you just described it Tony these are fucking smart individuals that are learning how to encrypt photo messages to send to other people and, and decrypt them and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know what the future holds. I mean, my, I mean, I, I guess a big thing to talk about is like, how long is it before shit hits our soil in a, in a bigger way, in a more regular way, you know, where nine 11 is not just some one off thing, but yeah. shit's happening all the time. And that's a whole nother rabbit hole. You can go down. A lot of people don't believe that a lot of people think that was an inside thing. And, Guys, is, that, is that a wild conspiracy theory to you guys? Well, I think heard that, that before. The, I see a whole bunch of articles recently about the nine eleven thing. Yeah, they, dude, they ignored they ignored like, the warnings and stuff like that. And there was things saying that something would happen in the long. coming months and stuff like that. And more of it's been since when Bush and Cheney were in there. So. I heard Eddie Bravo talking about some article that, or <clears> some <throat> movie that came out. It's like a five hour documentary, yeah. basically just breaking nine eleven down. Going, look, here's the evidence. Here's yeah. the news footage. It's just like tons of news footage of what they were saying and following very closely how the plot developed and how it would just take a left turn and then a change and then there's like unexplained shit and all this. But it's just five hours of, of that kind of stuff. I haven't seen it myself, but he was very convinced by it. And I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. And quite frankly, mm-hmm. at this point, I don't have enough time to even 
worry about something like that but i could see myself in the future shit starts getting crazy start to wonder you know is there something going on yeah. was this an inside it's gonna happen so we're just gonna nuke each other gonna bomb everything and um actually uh, <laughs> one of my news articles that i was gonna present was uh um after mass extinctions like when things happen like with the dinosaur and the cold you know and stuff like that um little things survived little things survived everything that was giant and big um died off because they consumed more things they relied on more stuff but when they were little and tiny like fish you know you didn't have to eat as much and you didn't have to you can survive on little so when everything was gone and, and done the little or prevailed. So what happens? Like, what, what if we nuke each other? Everybody nukes, uh, you know, we're the big countries that like America, they're so used to having all these resources and stuff given to us. We don't progress on as much as like a tribe that now <laughs> in, you know, Africa doesn't have or eat much or anything like that. Now they're <laughs> progressing higher and it's just another circle of life. Yeah, I do. I it's heavy. I don't know. Right? <laughs> they just had a whole thing. They just did a whole study that um, they were studying the samples of all these fossils that of, of fish throughout time. And they saw that they were big, 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 big. The extinction happened. Small, 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 small. Yeah, they call that a bottleneck And it was just getting, they just got bigger and bigger as, they, as the species of those little tiny fish got bigger and bigger and bigger now. And, you know, and it'll happen again, you know, sometime, like we were saying, we're upon the sixth extinction. It'll happen again. And the small things will live again and become build, big again. So us big guys, we're doomed. Little yeah. guys, you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Dom's takeaway. Dom's takeaway here. My bad. Uh, we are kind of coming down to the end here. It has been an uh, absolute pleasure, Jeff. I want to thank thanks. you for coming on the show, man, and hanging out with us and just shooting the shit. And yeah, well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll do it again for cool. sure. For sure. I'm kind of interested. Maybe we should get together and play a little music. Too, yeah, man. I know you're jam, looking for yeah. vocalists, and I love Definitely. singing. So yeah, there you it's go. always fun to do stuff like that. Uh, I do want to let everybody know that I do have a gig on December fourth. Whoa, shit, and I just blew my mic right off the stand. Uh, that's how powerful that show is going to be. <laughs> December 4th, playing at the Toad Tavern in Littleton. Uh, there's a possibility that I may end up being the only act on yeah. the show that night. So it could be an all-night, four-hour. I'll bring uh, my uke. You should. Let's you bring a backup pedal. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make sure I bring a backup pedal. Yeah, backup pedal. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, thanks a lot, Jeff. We Thank really, you. really appreciate it, man. Go to uh, jeffdeutschmusic.com. Deutsch is D E U T S C H. Check it out, bitches. It's good stuff. Totally. If you got anything yeah, like? If you know, if you like that EDM, it's real nice. Um, but again, anything you guys want to check out, MikeAntonyShow.com. Um, also, be sure to check out more of this website here, WROMRadio.net. See the other shows, the other music. And that's, all right, that's it. That's it, guys. It's a wrap. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>